You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. This episode of This Glorious Mess is brought to you by Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use could be harmful. I'm Lee Campbell and this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. Every single week, I feel like my son Alexander has suddenly developed another runny nose or a cough that won't go away or a slight fever that sometimes turns into a big fever. And I find myself with a sick child on the couch while I am chasing my tail managing emails, cancelling plans, rescheduling meetings, checking that we've got enough snacks to get him through. And that's not a good day. And as we all know, the bad days are when that cold and flu slowly but surely makes its way through the house and then you're down for the count. And as we know, if mum goes down, the whole ship goes down. Today, we're talking about how to manage the load that comes along with illness with someone who is very passionate about staying well. It's Leah Itzinas. Leah is a self-taught food enthusiast hailing from the comfort of her own kitchen. Leah's passion lies in the realm of food and creation. Leah is a two-times best-selling cookbook author and new mum to her beautiful daughter, Gigi, and she joins me here today. Welcome, Leah. Now, sickness is, as you can hear from my voice, something that's close to my heart because I feel like my son and I are always sick. Who gets sick the most out of you and your daughter? It honestly, we ping pong off each other. Like she gets something and then she wants only me so that I get sick and then I give it back to her and then she gives it back to me. And I swear the entire winter, the both of us have been sick. Oh my gosh, me too. It's so funny because, you know, my husband is a very hands-on dad, but for some reason, my son just wants me and my husband must have a better immune system because he'll get one in four illnesses and I'll get every yeah. single one. And also they'll linger worse for me. A little while ago, my son had conjunctivitis. Then my husband got it and I was like, yes, I missed it. And then two weeks later, of course, I got it the worst, itched my eye, scratched my eyeball, had to wear an eye patch. And I was like, I'm never praising the universe for me not getting sick again. Oh, it's the worst. I swear we had daycare. She had gastro, then I had gastro, then she had croup, and then I had a cold, and then she had gastro again. And I yeah. was like, but what else can we have? Exactly. <laughs> but then you're also like, don't tempt the universe because you'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about cancelled plans because for me, this is the part that I get the most anxiety about. Obviously, I hate when I'm unwell and really hate seeing my son unwell, but I get a lot of anxiety around the unpredictability of when sickness happens to our children or in our family. How do you manage that? What goes out the window? What's the first thing to be cancelled? Well, it's funny because honestly, for us, we're a big Greek family and we always hang out with each other. We're always having family dinners. And unfortunately, those are the first things to go because I don't want anyone else to get sick. My sister has two children. So she's got a young little Jax. He's like seven and a bit months old now. And I just, I worry that Gigi's going to get him sick. So mm-hmm. I'm like, those things go out the window. But we're a very routine family like she's very much on a routine very much like her dinner bath bed all that kind of stuff is very like set so as soon as she's sick literally all routine out the window like I don't care if she sleeps for the whole day I don't care if she eats dinner at three o'clock I don't care like that anxiety for me I'm like nope I just like put no pressure on me and there's nothing 
that I want to make sure that gets done that day. As long as we all survive the day, I'm happy. Yeah, that's so true. I need to learn that a bit. I think because I've got to juggle work and particularly podcasting, I need to come into the studio and I always record on Tuesdays and I swear he was always sick on a Tuesday. (laughs) But me, I have learned that a little bit. Like I'm quite highly strung and well-organized and so the cancelled plans used to stress me out, but I'm trying to just go with it. You know, that whole plastic ball versus glass ball analogy and yeah. what's glass that day? My son is, he's sick. I can't drop him. So people understand, right? People are parents. And when we're sick ourselves, I think maybe a few years ago, we used to just soldier on, but now we're like, nope, it's not nice to get other people sick. Let's go home and actually rest, which is what our body needs. Definitely. And I feel like the more you are around people with the same sort of situation as you, Gigi's a little bit unwell. My sister and mum were like, no, no worries. We'll drop food at your door. All good. Like there's no like pressure, I yes. think, which is exactly what I need at that time because all I want is just to like crawl on a hole. But yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. other parents get it too, don't they? They're like, say no more. It's yeah. fine. Where it's maybe yeah. your, your childless friends are like, oh, just come anyway. Oh, can't you get a babysitter? And you're like, you know what? I can't get them off my chest and they'll only exactly. have yeah. ice blocks and that is fine. Do you have any tips for preparing? I mean, obviously we never know when our child will be sick, but like what's your approach when it happens or when the friend from daycare's been sick and you're like, oh, it might be around the corner? I've got definitely like my things that I like, I check. It's almost like an invisible list that I do. Like, have I, is she going to be warm at nighttime? Is her room nice and like toasty? Is her bed sheets changed? I like using, like she's got one of those glow dream machines and I put some like drops in there. I put like, you know, things that I'm like, I do and like make sure her bath is really hot. If I run the shower, steam up. Like, do you know what I mean? So I do a lot of things, invisible lists. I'm like, have I done all these things that can make her better? And then whatever, you know, outside of that, we just kind of like just try to survive. Like she's full. If she's happy, if she's just hanging out, we're good. Yeah. I just make sure I've done my things that I can do. And then I'm like, that's all I can really control at the minute and I just have to watch her really. And a lot of it is about feeling in control, isn't it? Because as a parent, it's so Mm -hmm. hard when your little one is sick. It's the same for me. My son loves water, but when he's sick, he only wants apple juice. So I make sure we've got those little squeezy things of apple juice just because I'm like, hey, fluids, whatever you need. I make sure that obviously the medicine cabinet's stocked up. But also when my son's sick, maybe with a cold or a flu, he still wants Band-Aids because he thinks Band-Aids just fix anything. So (laughs) he's covered in blue Band-Aids, even though he's got a runny nose. And I'm like, hey, whatever gets you through, if the Band-Aid is fixing the ouchie, you know? One thing I do is, is I less pressure again on myself is if she's not eating and she's got a stuffy nose or whatever, it's like, well, I don't pressure her. I don't try and like, you know, sit her in a chair for hours trying to get her to eat. I'm like, you know, when I'm sick, I don't really want to eat. Yeah. I'll snack all day. So like I'm assuming that's what she wants to do as well. So again, like all routine goes out the window. I don't put any pressure on her to like have a vegetable because I'm like, I don't want a freaking vegetable when I I want hungry jack. Exactly. Like, and like, a nap. You know what I mean? Yeah. That changed the parenting game for me when I realized that because I remember when my son started solids and I was doing the blandest things. And then it was a friend of mine who's actually a doctor that said to me, he was like, well, do you like bland things? And I was like, no. Yeah. And he said, it doesn't have to be chili <laughs> and garlic, but you know, a bit of flavor doesn't hurt. And also, you know, sometimes he doesn't want to go to school or sometimes he's cranky. And I'm like, well, I'm sometimes cranky and sometimes I don't want to go to work. So I think, yeah, looking at their little life from an adult perspective is of course they're not going to be hungry when they're unwell and like you say they might want to sleep longer and so you've got to take that pressure off. Do you have any systems at home? I know I quarantine my husband to another room as much as I can (laughs) even though I would love the help of an extra parent particularly if he's sick and I'm solo parenting and trying to work. Do you have any systems that gets you through the juggle when I guess you're sick or your daughter's sick? It is hard. I communicate with my husband as much as we possibly can 
she loves us both very much. Like if she knows that her dad's at home, she wants to know where he is. And, and I wants to be like right there and there. She, if he goes into the toilet for two seconds, she's like knocking on the door. So like she wants to be around us both. So we're both just like, I think we work very well in sprints. Like both of us will be like, right, I'm going to take her for half an hour. I'm going to read a bunch of books. We're going to go for a little walk, do our best. And then like you we're going to swap. So like at least we both get a little bit of respite because if we're both sick at the same time, neither of us want a parent, but we obviously have to. So mm. we try and work in sprints with each other just to like give the other person a little bit of a break. And That's especially clever. if I do the whole night and she's up sick and whatever in the morning, he's like, Mitchell, come in, take over and be like, go back to bed. Like, go have a rest. So like it's very much that juggle of like just communicating of like, you know, I, I need a break. And yeah. You need a break. So let's work out how we both can do that. And there might be some urgent work or emails that you have to jump on because as much as people understand yeah. people have got sick kids, if it's, sometimes they're sick for a week and you've got to try and keep the wheels going. I do similar with my husband. I'm like, oh, urgent thing. And he says, say no more. And like it's almost shorthand and you're like, oh, urgent thing, no problem. And you kind of swoop in and it's all teamwork. Yeah. We also have one of those things on the fridge where you write down the last time they had medication. So now we've got, you know, when he's had it and also my husband and I, both travel a lot for work or in and out. So you can just go to the fridge and be like, right, that's where we're at. That's what he needs. And it kind of takes a bit of the mental load off, although the mental load is still nuts. It's never off, yeah. (laughs) It's never off. Now, food is your love language. Do you have any homemade food recipes for sick little people, either that's good for them or that you just know they'll eat when they have no hunger? It's a funny one because I give Gigi snacks all day long like I will just make her anything and everything like I think when they're sick I don't worry about you know how much vegetable she's having I don't worry about it I literally couldn't care less so I will give her whatever I know she will love like biscuits she loves she loves yo-yos I give her like anything I do love things like a good like sausage roll or things like that that I know she'll eat but I can shove like a lot of vegetables in there Mm. so like just kind of hide it because I know that she wouldn't really go for it straight away things like burger patties things that you can hide vegetables in so you kind of know you're giving them a little bit but again there's no pressure yeah I just give her whatever she wants yeah that's probably why she's pretend sick all the time (laughs) yeah no that's so refreshing to hear because I do the same my son loves Anzac cookies and so I'm like look it's yeah. some energy, it's some nutrients. The one thing I can get into when he's sick is a smoothie. And so I'll do banana and then I've got some sort of kid's chocolate thing. But then I'm like, how much spinach can I sneak in there before it goes from brown to green? And he's like, yeah. Mom, what is this? Because <laughs> yeah. I also think oftentimes, you know, they don't really want to chew. A smoothie is easy to drink. But yeah, I'm with you. Otherwise, I'm like, hey, whatever it is, if you're eating it, it's better than nothing, right? Do you find the seasons affect your sickness? Like are you and your kids sick more in winter? This is kind of our first big winter and it's first winter that she's actually been at daycare. So winter for sure. Because I feel like in summertime, you kind of want to be outside and Mm. a little bit of sunshine is great. Like there's more things to kind of do to make you feel better. Yeah. The windows are open. Yeah. Yeah. Doors are open. Wind's going. Like there's like nice spring air. But it's like in winter, you kind of like, you almost feel like I'm suffocating at home because like the heaters are always on. Everything's just like hot. But Closed if you turn in. it off, it's freezing. Mm. <laughs> so I just think keeping warm, I much prefer summer over winter. And I think you get those typical like runny nose, coughs, well, all that kind of stuff, especially from daycare. It's far for the course when you become a parent. I remember that first year my son attended daycare and I was just like, oh, like I was so excited to go back to work after a year off. And then I was like, I'm not back at work. I'm a nurse. You know, I'm, a, I'm yeah, caring. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. for me and my husband, and that first year was the worst. But my son's four now and I'm telling you, touch wood, it does get better. It's good to have coping mechanisms and systems in place, but it does get better and there are little immune systems build up. Leah, before we go, 
any other tips or just lower the bar? Like what's your overarching message about sickness when you're a mum with a little one? Not only about sickness, but just in general, just lower the bar of like your own expectations because I have invisible rules for me. Like I have rules for me and then I have rules for other people. So if a mum came to me and was like, oh, you know, like my kid's really sick and I haven't been able to feed healthy things. I thought, oh, please don't worry. Like, it's fine. Like, just relax. All good. At least it's like, you know, getting better, blah, blah. Whereas for me, I sit there in my own head and be like, oh my God, you know, she has not eaten today. She's not eating the vegetables today, blah, blah. And I almost like degrade myself, Mm. but give that other mum praise because that's what she needs. So it's like, lower the bar for your own, like your own pressures. Yeah. And be kinder to yourself, right? Yeah, like just treat yourself as you would treat another mum because mm. like, I would support any mum in any way, whatever they're wanting to do. But when it comes to me, I'm always like, I'm my harshest critic. So yeah. for me, just lowering that bar of expectations of like when kids are sick, if you don't get anything done, you don't get anything done. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. It's not that deep, if that makes sense. Like at the end of the day, you're going to have another day that you can do what you needed to do that day. It's okay. It's so true. And I think that speaks to motherhood as a whole because I feel like I'm so yeah. tough on myself. But like you say, if my bestie said, oh, I'm a terrible mum, I'd be like, no, you're a wonderful mum. You're doing the best yeah. you can. And that's just motherhood, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, the dreaded daycare germs. It's something too many of us are all too familiar with, leading to a sniffly nose, dry cough and very sooky toddler. Children's Panadol can be part of your attack plan against your child's symptoms. It can start to reduce fever in just 15 minutes. It's tough on fever while still being gentle on tummies. Whether it's for temporary relief of fever and pain associated with teething, been there, to earaches, headaches, and even immunisation and cold and flu symptoms. Children's Panadol has a range to suit your children at any age from newborn to 12 years old. Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use could be harmful. Nailed it. You failed it. Nails and fails, Leah. We always end with nails and fails and as a episode on sickness, I would love to hear something recently you've nailed and something recently you've failed in the parenting world in relation to this. It's such a hard one. I think the sickness side of things, I think I've nailed the invisible task is what I'm thinking. Like you recently, like we've just come over an ear infection and she has a runny nose currently right now, but she now randomly, and it's the weirdest thing, she loves the nose sucker. like she is obsessed with it I love doing that I miss doing that my four-year-old won't let me anymore but that was so satisfying yeah it's so satisfying and randomly she loves it so I feel like that is the biggest nail because that is the hardest thing to get into them you almost have to like pin them down and try and get them in their nose but she sits there and she plays with it and I'm like oh my god that's the best thing I've ever seen so just that has been my nail of the week Mm. and it's yeah it's been great my fail of the week is two days ago because she's got such a stuffy nose she was eating a biscuit my god today I give her biscuits all the time yes. <laughs> and she was running up and down the hallway and I said to her I was like stop running because you're going to get you to make yourself sick because she's got quite bad reflux so too much exercise while mm. she's eating it's not the greatest yeah and stuffy things, but yeah <laughs> and I pick her up we'll take a photo in the mirror and my husband was holding her and I was, I was taking the photos we were smiling and she was laughing and then she vomited oh. all down my shoulder oh, <laughs> all no. down my front oh, no. and I caught her on I was gonna say did you get the shot yeah. 
Yeah, and just, you could see it. But me in the photo, I was smiling so happy because I thought it was a great photo. And you can just see her behind me with a projectile that's <laughs> coming for me. Didn't get the next photo because obviously I took it and I was like, oh, my God, what was that? Yes. But, that was the greatest fail I think I've got. And it's great because I have it on camera. I was going to say, her 21st will be here before you know it and you've got the best yes, photo absolutely. ever. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, my nail's similar to yours in that my son, we've got him into the habit of really liking having his temperature checked because he used to hate it. We've got that one that goes in the ear and now he's all about superheroes and Batman and Spider-Man. And so we say that we're measuring his like superpower strength. And oh, he's that's like, smart. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, is it green? And obviously green means good. And if it's red, he's not well. And and we say, oh, you know, your superpower strength's really down at the moment. It's red. So you've got to rest. And he's like, okay, I'm going to rest because I want to be strong like Batman. Because, you know, four-year-old oh. boys, even when they're unwell, do not stop. And that's also the hardest part because you're like, you need rest. I need rest. But you're not resting, so I can't rest. Yeah. <laughs> but the temperature thing, it helps when he thinks that it's measuring his superpower strength. And then yeah. if it's green, go for it, buddy. You can go to school and you can run around. And if it's red or orange, you need to rest to get your superpowers back. And he loves that. He's like, take my temperature. And I'm like, but you're not even remotely <laughs> sick today. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. Gosh, my fail. I wish my son would do the snot sucker because he was just recently sick and he was so snotty. Not just like that clear runny stuff, but like really snotty. Yeah, really bad. Oh, and you hear him trying to clear it all the time. I've tried to teach him to blow his nose. No. (laughs) He's like, and I'm like, no, like really blow. And then so he's like trying to blow blow the (laughs) tissue out like it's a candle and he just can't get it. And he also doesn't want to stop playing for mummy to bring a tissue. So he's all over his jumper. But we'll get there. I mean, (laughs) sometimes I'm busy and I realise I'm sniffling for ages. I'm like, hey, just stop and blow your nose. So it's a journey. (laughs) Little ones, sickness, winter. But Leah, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have your insight and know that you also lower the bar because that makes me feel so much better. No, good. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you. I feel so much better knowing that you also feed your daughter cookies when she's unwell. And we will link to your wonderful cookbooks in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this glorious mess. Get in touch with us. Our email address is tgm at mamamia.com.au and we have a fantastic group on Facebook called Mamma Mia Family. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stronic. We'll see you next week. This episode of This Glorious Mess was brought to you by Children's Panadol. Care starts here. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Incorrect use could be harmful.